With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to an episode, another episode of the Scobro Show. This is behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It's a little after nine o'clock, maybe even a little more than normal. And here with me, as always, it can't be a family show if you don't have family. It's my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? Oh, that's me <laughs> sniffling because yeah. there'll be no more breathing. There'll be no more breathing. Well, there'll be. No more breathing in the sweet smell of victory for, oh my goodness, uh, what what do you say, a seven and a half, seven months from um, now probably, yeah, probably about, pre-season, first preseason yeah. game pops up, yeah, somewhere around yeah. there. So, so think about it, more than half the year is not Steeler games. Wow, and that's what we're entering right now. Ah, ooh, ah, uh, I'm sad. I'm, I'm saddened. I mean, and we and we admit, and people are like, "Oh, you really thought the Steelers could win that game?" I mean, I thought it, the the likelihood wasn't there. It really wasn't. Did I predict the Steelers to win the game? Yeah, almost everybody predicted the game that that did scores with us last week. Do you know why? Because we knew that the Steelers. It was possible if they if they put it all together right that they could do it. And much for like 20 unlike, to 25 minutes, they did exactly, but a lot like no, I'm sorry, not a lot like, unlike Coach Tomlin in his press conference today, we're actually going to talk about the game a little bit. We're not going to spend the whole time talking about the game, we're going to also be looking forward. We're going to be talking about some of the things from that pe- press conference today, 
but we are at least going to talk about the game. Coach, like Coach Tomlin, he just he talked about the season, everything else. He usually comes out, gives a little recap of the game. Yeah, that didn't happen. But you no, know, I I don't know if you read what the other people on uh, at behind the steel curtain when we give our pred- staff predictions. I don't know if you go in and read the other ones. Um, I generally yeah, try to at least look over them. But I, you know what? I thought I was going out on a limb and said, you know, I'm actually going to take the Steelers because I don't think anyone else will. And here almost all of us did. And I think they all kind of had the same reasoning that I did. And I want to ask you if you kind of had the same reasoning as well. It's not like it was impossible for the Steelers to have won that game. Um, a lot of things would have gone their way. And a lot of things were going their way. They just didn't pull it together. And we'll, we'll dive into that more. But I'm like, they weren't supposed to be playing. When we had done the picks the week before, we weren't thinking that they were going to get to play in a playoff game, and they were. And my explanation was, if I if I'm not even supposed to be making a pick, and now I'm getting to make one, why would I waste my time making a pick that doesn't bring me joy? Exactly. So I'm going for joy. This is it was a bonus pick, much like it was a bonus game for the Steelers. And I think that's. Did you kind of feel the same way? Well, like, yeah, I made I, I made not? my pick. I made my pick not on on what I really felt would happen. My, my, I made my pick based on if the Steelers have a chance, this is the kind of game it's got to be. And this is what they would have to do to win. And this is the kind of game of yeah. score they would win. And you said it a week. And ago. I, like, I kept, my, I kept mine to say everybody out there that doesn't go and look at that article. I kept mine the same in the article as I did here on the show last week. Yeah. And change. And, and you were, you were right with saying the Steelers got to ugly this game up. That, you know, I what? think it was hilarious. You want to how many more later after you did? <laughs> I was going to say, did you see how many other media places were saying that same thing as the week went on? They were like, yeah. "Oh, the Steelers have they to, were listening have to, to the Scobro show, ugly it up, or 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 make this game. You know, they got to place. You know, it's got to be a sloppy game, or you know, they yeah. had all these different ways. But I'm like, they're saying the same thing I said. They must. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, granted, you're my brother, and granted, I, I mean, I. I, I follow Steelers media on Twitter and things like that. You were the first person that I saw phrase it that way. And I saw the people do it. Some, but I'm not saying they copy you. I'm just saying, no, I'm just that saying it was that a good idea. That's just was, kind of like um I I was accused of of taking comments from one article on behind the steel curtain in order to make my point counterpoint article that I did. There was only one problem. I wrote the article before the other one published, to even see the comments. So it's not like I was taking other people's ideas. It's we all had the same good ideas, and yeah. that's and you were exactly right. Ugly it up. They had a chance to do it, and by that that gummit, they did. Yeah, for about a quarter and a half. Yep. You know, twenty to twenty-two and a half minutes, and then they didn't. And there's a lot of things about this to talk about, and some of the numbers with this I'm going to talk about on Stat Geek on Thursday. But everyone made such a big deal about the. Bill's offense playing a perfect game against the New England Patriots. Why was it considered a perfect game? Because in the Bills game, each of each time their offense stepped on the field, they scored a touchdown. Yes. Except for their last time their offense stepped on the field, they took three knees. Yes. Every Every offensive drive where they ran where they ran an offensive play that was not a kneel down, any offensive play that was a kneel down, they scored a touchdown. Yes. How many drives did they score touchdowns on? 
seven. Seven. The Chiefs scored touchdowns on six offensive drives. What percentage of their drives did they score touchdowns on? Um, well, let's see. Um, that would be doing the math in my head here real quick. <laughs> um, um, now we're time six. Um, carry the, <laughs> carry this. No. I'll tell you, it's 50%. <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, right, because we did hold them to a punt on one in the second half. That's right. It was five they held them, six they scored touchdowns, and one they held them. It was was 50%. If if we came into the game and said, you know, the Chiefs are going to score on 50% of their drives, would you have taken that? Well, yeah, I'd have said, I'd have said, hey, I said, you could let the Chiefs score touchdowns on on 50% of their drives, and I'll take that because that will be a score – in the twenties, yeah. I mean, you were thinking twenty-eight, or maybe, maybe twenty-eight, but no, no, probably not no. even twenty. I mean, think Might about have, that. Twenty-eight. Could have think away you're talking eight drives. Twenty-one. Yeah. yeah, could have been twenty-one right there. But and people are like, "Oh, the Steelers' defense—they gave up forty-two points." Okay, you did absolutely. They did. Oh, this is. Three straight game playoff games giving up points in the 40s, four straights of what is it 35 or 36 or more, something like that. An exact number there, which is true. But the reason that the Chiefs scored 42 points was because of the offense. There is no, I mean, the the I mean, I'll I'll talk about this on well, I, maybe I can't anymore because we're gonna talk about it here so much. The Kansas City Chiefs had not gone five consecutive drives in a game where they did not score points the entire season. Even when they lost 27-3 to to Tennessee, they did not go five drives, excluding drives that only consisted of kneel downs, in which they didn't score points. What the Pittsburgh Steelers did to the Kansas City Chiefs to start that game defensively, no one else had been able to do all season. Right, but the issue was that if you really want to then get technical and think about it, you know, did the defense have to burn through its entire game plan in the first half because yeah. they gave the ball because Kansas City got the ball so much because the offense couldn't hold the ball for more than a minute and a half because we just went three and out, three yeah. and out, three and out, three and out. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't have to. I mean, let's let's say, for, for example, you're like, you know, we're going to come up and we're going <clears> to <throat> do a little something different every drive to get us through three quarters of this game, you know, at least into the second half. And then we can even see what works best at halftime and reevaluate how we're going to adjust stuff. We're going to give them something new on every drive. Let's come up with something new for five drives. It wouldn't have mattered because <laughs> and they would have worked. That now, granted, they cut two of those drive shorts. One one of them, I mean, Kansas City had the punt return. Was, they were they were two yards from the red zone, yep. and the Steelers got the takeaway. The other one was only a one play drive. You have to admit, and the, and the Steelers turned it into a touchdown. So on the on the TJ Watt scoop and score, but still, it's the whole idea that that it, you're like, oh well, the the defense couldn't stop him and the offense. No, this game came down to the offense because personally, for me, I, I, I just want to see if you agree with me here. I felt like the defense came out with a lot of fight. And very inspired. 
The defense came the defense where the offense was so inept for so long. It was just a complete letdown. Uh, just it was, inspired for so long. It was uh. just unsustainable when the offense was was I was gonna say doing what they were doing, but actually I would say when the offense wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Uh, 44 freaking yards. <laughs> I mean, we talked about bad halves for the Steelers, like in Minnesota, because it was so terrible that they got 63. And they did 44. Yeah. I mean, it was it crazy. It crazy. I mean, the uh, people have said it. The Chiefs had almost as many plays in the first half on offense as what the Steelers had points. Not points. Sorry. Yards. Yards. Okay. The Chiefs had 40 plays and the Steelers had 40 or 44 yards. So, um, to me, there were a couple things in there that that really turned this game. And bottom line is, the Chiefs were the better team. Oh yeah, everyone knew going into it, the Chiefs were the better team. But how many times, you know, especially on paper, how many times did the Steelers go into a game where the other team was better on paper and they still won the game this season? That yeah. happened a lot. That's yeah. why they were constantly being underdogs, um, with with with, with everything. So one of the plays that I think was a really important play in this game actually came in the second quarter and it was after the TJ Watt touchdown. Okay. TJ Watt scores the touchdown. The Steelers come out or the defense comes back out and the very next play, they got a, they got a 20 yard pass. You're like, uh, okay. 20 yard pass. Okay, then you know it's a two-yard play. Then then it was um another pass for 14 yards. You know, they're moving the ball, but they're still they're still at you know, not even in field goal range. For first and ten at the Steelers 40, false start. First and 15. Yep, you still got a chance after giving up a couple plays to really come back. Steelers are up seven to nothing. To me, it was the Mahomes scramble for 23 yards that changed a bunch. It did. Not just because they got the yards. It's almost like it scared the Steelers. I feel like it scared them out of man coverage. Because you look at that play. And it opens up all the all the all the secondary players, their backs are to the line because they're all playing man coverage. And in zone coverage, what's everyone doing? Looking forward, looking forward. Mahomes, I mean, when they showed the the end zone view of that, he had, that was an obvious takeoff and run on that one. There was yes. nobody on that side of the field, and he busts that out and runs for 23 yards. It seemed like after that the Steelers were afraid to play man. Yes. They, well, they basically quit playing man to the point where then we're giving up third and 20s because they're just going sitting down in soft spots in the zone. Yeah, and my question is, so they busted the one play. Make them do it five times. Not just once. Make them do it five times before you give up on that. Because because dadgummit, it worked for five drives, you know? and And that was very frustrating. That play changed the game to me because that – 
kind of changed everything with what the defense was doing. The other thing, not just one play, but that really changed the game was, my goodness, look look at what happened. Um, Kansas City ties the game. What did the Steelers do? Three and out. Yep. Kansas City gets the ball back, takes the lead. Just inside of two minutes. What do the Steelers do? Three and out. Three and out. Kansas City gets the ball inside of two minutes, and they score a touchdown to, to, to end the half. They Their touchdown play was more yardage than what the Steelers had for the entire half. The Steelers take a knee. Kansas City gets the ball to start the second half. Touchdown. touchdown. Now it's first, suddenly 28 to 7. First play for the Steelers, fumble. Kansas yep. City gets the ball, touchdown. Yep. Think about that. Kansas City went from a tie football game to up 28 points with the Steelers. Take the kneel down out of there with the Steelers running seven plays for no first downs. You could put it all in the defense for not stopping them, but your offense basically just kept saying, oh, great job defense to go start. Back, we'll go, do back to oh, go back to it. Great job defense to do nothing. Back oh, to work. Back to work defense. And, yeah. Hey, defense, I, mean, come back to I mean, when you're the de- – eventually it's like, my goodness, what else? I mean, they, they, they spotted the offense seven points. The Steelers' defense did, and still nothing. There's a lot of big question marks with this offense going forward. It is huge. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit, but um, that's that's where I want to go. I, I'm sorry. I'd even bust on Jeff Hartman. I want to ask you this question. Was there any way you would have put Ben Roethlisberger in the winner's list for this game? No. No. And I – Sorry, one Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman, but if you said when I when I read the article, yeah. the first thing I thought was, "Sorry, Jeff yeah. Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman." That was a particip- or, or participation. I that was participation. that, that participation was that was. Me. Well, it's Ben's yeah. last game, and yeah. I'm a homer, so here you go. And it was the whole thing of well, the, a lot of other things went wrong, and it wasn't all on Ben Roethlisberger. That I, I can't. I, say I, I understand that, but that he wasn't a winner. Case. He was a loser. But no. But guess what? Well, How many times has Ben had to overcome that before and he has, but he didn't. I mean, it was a right. combination. And to me, saying that the you know, Ben Roethlisberger's a winner, going deep on third and short was on the losers list. Guess what? Got news for you, Jeff. That was, that was all Ben Roethlisberger. That's not have to deep. drawing up that play. That's Ben Roethlisberger doing that. And he didn't even make very good throws for him. No, he did not. No. It was just it was not good. It was ultimately not good, um, but my good – and people are like, how could you say the defense was when they give up 42 points? They gave up 42 points. If you look at the defense minus the last two minutes of the first half and the second half, just up to that point, they had played a game's worth of defense at that point. Okay, Maybe not time-wise, but situationally, if you know what I'm saying. Even if you – you know – they are at least two thirds of a game, if if not that. If you look at that performance and you're just like, the defense is what got you here. I mean, all you have to do is look at look at the Steelers, look look at what the Steelers did in in 2020. I mean, look at the games they won down the stretch, which was really nice. They won the games, okay. But 
Okay, so so what they do? Let's go backwards. They beat Baltimore. They scored 16 points. They beat Cleveland. Oh, that was their big output. They scored 26. Okay, they beat Tennessee. They scored 19. They beat the Ravens again, going backwards. They scored 20. Okay, you have to go back to the Chicago Bears game, not even halfway through the season, for a game that the Steelers won where they scored more than 20 points. Other than, wait, I, I forgot about that Browns game thrown in there. But the Browns is the Browns. But scoring 26 against the Browns. You know what right. I'm saying? And that was also the emotional Ben Roethlisberger last Heinz Field game. Yeah. It was just, whoo. Okay, you brought up the Browns, so now i got to bring this up. Okay. Just wanted you to know. All right. About it there now. I didn't let it go. Uh-oh. I said something during the game. Uh-oh, what'd you say? Or right at the end of the game. What's that? To the tweet. Oh, the the, the Joe Thomas? Oh, yeah, what? I responded. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. But, yeah. But a lot of people are like, you know, how can someone say that that, ne- uh, that in, I think I in said, all that time never had a playoff game? I said, this coming from a guy who's never sniffed the pr- playoffs. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I bet one of those participation trophies would have looked would have made you feel pretty good. Probably would have yeah. been the highlight of your career. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, highlight of his career would have been to play a postseason game. I mean, look, Joe Hayden had to come to the Steelers to play in the postseason. Um, but of course, you know, all the Browns have done for forever is, you know, won one game against the Steelers in the playoffs last year, and now all of a sudden they're everything, and the Steelers fans know nothing, but it's just anyway. But then uh, uh, Browns fans came to his defense. He's going to have a gold jacket. I'm like, he can have a gold jacket, but he still has zero playoff games. Zero you know, playoff. He games. never was good enough for his team to have people around him good enough to get to the playoffs. Play. And you chose to stay. Oh yeah, you're loyal to the. He to was, a, he was a, loyal to them, but, he, so but he, t- he took enough yeah. of their money that they yeah. couldn't that they didn't get enough around him. But hey, yeah. and, good and, for you, and, Joe. And and like someone said in the live chat, I I always liked him, but was really surprised he would say that. You know, I I did too. I thought you know Joe Thomas had a good thing, but that's just to me that's so that 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 wasn't that wasn't being an analyst like he is now. That was that was being a Browns homer. No, that was no, that is postseason envy. It probably was postseason envy. You know that 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 the Steelers, even when they have a team, you know that's supposed to be terrible. This team was not good, and this team. How many people picked them? You know, and they're like, "Well, didn't you pick them to win eleven games?" I did pick them to win eleven games. And I felt I did not feel very good about that whenever their offensive line and all the shuffling that it that it did. Because, like I said many times, when you thought it was going to be DeCastro and Banner was going to be fine and be an anchor next to him, and you and it was like Kendrick Green could be the center if he outplays and deserves and wins that job and everything else. You know, I wasn't looking the Steelers going into the playoffs have with J.C. Hassenauer, John LeGlue, and Dan Moore Jr. from the middle to the left side. Hey, you know, uh, that's not what you were thinking. So I thought they were going to win more because I thought their line could come together and everything. And then it got worse. And that's when I was like, I don't even feel good about my 11 anymore, of course. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep cheering them on. And they came a lot closer to my 11 than they did to a lot of other people's five and six that they predicted out there. So, um, just yeah. for the record, I, I said uh, best case scenario win-wise for the Steelers was nine. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I thought the Steelers would go nine and eight and yeah. be crossing their figures to maybe get into the playoffs. Yeah. Hey, guess where? You know, and for me, that was a best case scenario. Guess where the Steelers finished? Nine, seven, and one. Crossed their fingers, got a little help, and made it into the playoffs. Yep, they yeah, they they were <laughs> they were fairly close to the team I expected them to be. Yeah, and honestly, if if you want to, if if you're Steelers fans out there, you're catching flack from Browns fans or Ravens fans. Do you know what you say? It's very simple. Do you want to know why the Steelers made the playoffs? Because they went because the well. Ravens and Browns were so bad. They they gave the Steelers four wins. Yep. They only had nine wins, and four of them were against the Ravens and the Browns. And if and if you're saying they shouldn't have been in the playoffs, then it's because your team suck. That's yeah. why. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, they got four wins. I mean, who normally who do the Steelers rack their wins up against? The Bengals. They went on with two against the Bengals. Okay. So, yeah. Do you think we've talked enough about this game? Sure have. Yep. Yeah. So it was sad. It was forward. frustrating. We are now going into post. I won't say that. I was going to say postseason, but no, not postseason. Um, off season, I guess I should say. Now we are off season mm-hmm. Steelers talk now. Yeah. Yeah. So looking back over the season, I'm just real quick. If you were to tell me, all right, Juju's going down in week five, Stefan to it, never coming back. Tyson Alawalu gets hurt a couple games in. Um, offensive line. Yeah, DeCastro doesn't even make it to training camp. Uh, they got to go pick up a free agent who no one wanted in by June, and and that's going to be the anchor of your offensive line. Uh, Chooks is staying at right tackle. Um, your fourth round rookie is going to be your starting left tackle all season, and we're and Kevin Dodson. He's they're gonna they're gonna give him a hard time to start the season. He's going to come out and he's going to play all right. And then he's going to get hurt, and they're going to just shuffle guys in and out there. And the guy that you thought would would they drafted that could maybe step up and grab that center position, he ended up playing it all season by default. That was their offensive line. Yeah, it was. Like, for you and I, remember, we kept yeah. talking going into the season. We, we couldn't even grade them at the end of the preseason. We were like, yeah, they, they still got an incomplete grade from us. Yeah. We still didn't know what they were going to be. Yeah. You know what? They were they came no because of injuries, basically, they came nowhere close to even be able to live up to what I hoped to be the expectations for them. And a lot of that was because of injuries. Yeah, and they out and they over exceeded so many others' expectations. And you can't say it was because of a weak schedule, because coming into the season, it was the hardest schedule of any team in the NFL. Going into the season based on last year's records. Now, where the Ravens is good, I'll tell you what, weren't the Ravens the playing for the one seed when they played the Steelers the first time? Hmm. Or were they the one seed? They were up there because they were they had that super they great were, record. They were they were up there. You know, I here, I mean, I, I don't know it, I can I can tell you um exactly I can't remember if they were the one seed then or not. But they were at least way up there. They were at the top of the North. I don't know if they were the, the one seed in the FC. But when they played the Steelers, they were eight and three going into that game. Eight and three, and went eight and nine. I remember when it got to the Ravens' last four games, we're like, they might not win another game, and they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. You know, they dropped the last six. The Steelers started that streak. The Steelers ended that streak for them. 
um, or finished off that streak, not ended it. That's the better way to say it. Um, you know, yeah, Lamar got hurt in there and everything, but they were, you know, they were dealing with injuries and they were winning some games earlier that they shouldn't have. But that's just really, when you really look back at how the season played out and you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be the case. Oh yeah, this is going to be the case. If you would have told me what would have happened by the end of the season with who was there and who was available and what was happening. When, whenever I'd I have, went to start the season, I'd have said, well, yeah, this get, team only wins five, five games. Or get five wins. Win five games. And then they did, they won, they won nine. Well, technically nine and a half, if you really want to look at it. So I, I think even though like I had more expectations for them, the way things played out, you still kind of feel like they overachieved. But man, now you got to look in and look. Everything's now moving forward. Everything's now. Correct. It is what it's got to be. I mean, the Steelers lose Sunday night. What do I have Monday morning? My first mock draft Monday. <laughs> here's the here's the thing though, and and here's the frustrating part for me. Okay, is where we were looking at things last last year at this time. Yeah, trying to figure yeah. out oh, what are the Steelers doing moving forward. We got some of the same questions. Yeah. Because last year, you know, the big question was offensive line. Guess what? That's still the big question yeah. going in for next year is offensive you are, line. You are exactly right. And a lot of people – see, I wanted them to address the offensive line high in the draft. I would made no qualms about it. I thought they didn't because – Go when the whole process started. I'm like, not Najee Harris. No, don't don't take the run back the first round. I said that from the very beginning of the draft stuff. There were certain people on Twitter that I had to, I didn't I didn't block them. I didn't unfollow. I muted them. They're still muted actually, because I was tired of all the Najee Harris talk. I'm like, what this team needs is offensive line. But the team needed a lot. So what they did. <laughs> Is people like, see, they should have taken an offensive lineman. And I still think it's, it'll, it, you'll never know what would have happened if Christian Darisau wouldn't have gone one pick before the Steelers picked. Yeah. Would they have taken Darisau or, or, or Harris? I'm fine with them mm -hmm. having Harris. I love Najee Harris. I love that they have him. I knew the offensive line was going to be a problem. And the offensive line is still a problem. And for those people who are like, see, that's what they should have done last year. Sure. Get some more rookie offensive linemen. I mean, I'm sorry. I have to think that Dan Moore Jr. played more like a second round pick than he did a fourth round pick. Yeah, so do I. You know, I, I, in all, in all, like, he, he, he may be your no, but he wow, what what a baseline he gave. Yeah. Go ahead. No, he 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 definitely what I want to say uh, over you know over not overachieved. He he exceeded his draft position. Yes. And a lot of people said, and because it was such a tackle deep draft in any other draft, he might've been a second rounder, you know, because it was a very tackle rich draft. And so you could say, oh, he's a fourth round pick. He, but that was based on the year he came out a very good tackle draft. And I, I feel like he did fine. I want to dive more into him in the off season. Um, so to me, he was one of the more pleasant surprises as a rookie. But like people that were complaining about the Steelers' offensive line and see why they should have drafted this person or that person, this person, that person, I'm like, that's fine. But were you, would you have been happy with the Steelers handing the ball off to Benny Snell Jr. and them targeting Zach Gentry with right. Kevin Rader as the other option? Yeah. 
You know, no. you I'm not regretting that the Steelers have those two players on the team. No, you know? we got and, we've got good weapons there. And guess what? The Steelers don't have to worry about next year. Those weapons running back to tight end because Correct. I'm sorry, Gentry even came into his own. I mean, he's really coming into that. How do I say it? More of a like I'm. I'm not going to say a, a Jesse James. Probably more of a Matt Spath. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, hold on. If you Shoot. recall, give me. Oh, uh, never mind. I, I won't try to go back. I was going to go back further, mm-hmm. but um, I'm going to draw a blank on that for a minute, so we can just go on. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the Steelers have to have have to completely, you know, only use the draft to work on their offensive line. That's not the case. No. You know, a lot of times people are like, oh, the Steelers are going to take this or that. That's what they need to take in the first round. And I agree. And I do the mock draft Mondays, and some of them I throw stuff out there. Like this week, I picked the CBS draft. It, it, was, it was Malik Willis from Liberty. In, that they had going to the Steelers there. Very athletic, very, you know, probably the most athletic quarterback. Um, if you're wondering about that, you can check behindthesteelcurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. That article came out on Monday. Every Monday, I'll just highlight a different mock draft. These aren't mock drafts I come up with myself. All it's doing is na- is is highlighting a national mock draft is, is what I do. But I remember two years ago, everyone was like, the Steelers have to go tight end. They need to go tight end at the top of the draft. They need to go tight end at the top of the draft. They didn't because they picked up Eric Ebron as a free agent, and it changed the need. Now, was Eric Ebron all-world everything? But might have even been better than what they did. Some people even look back and say, just think, if the Steelers would have stayed where they did and not trade up for Devin Bush, they would have had Noah Fant instead because that's who the the, – the Broncos, Broncos pick in, yep. in, the, in the Steelers' place, and the Steelers would have had a second round pick to have something else. You like it? You know, hindsight's 2020. You know, if Devin Bush doesn't get injured, it might be different. And Coach Tomlin talked about this because we're talking about the stuff going forward. He said, when it came to Zach Banner and Devin Bush, when you look at those types of knee injuries, the next year isn't necessarily the one that you really want to judge them on. Now that to me made me happy and sad. That makes me happy with maybe there's still some hope for Devin Bush to get confidence in that knee and return to what he was doing before he got injured because I liked what he was doing before he got injured. Okay, that's one. But the other thing is if Zach Banner, if he's still a question mark, I don't I don't get how you can have a five million dollar tackle who didn't start a single game this season even after coming off the injured list. And I started one one game at tackle, not counting when he started as Jumbo. Right. I, I don't see how you can do that. Nope. I, I, I don't see how they can really afford to do that. So, and that's what the Steelers would save if, if they cut Banner. So, Coach Tomlin said something that I told I, – I made sure Brian went in the article for this, uh, for this podcast. He started off with it because I said, this is what I'm going to highlight. Coach Tomlin brought up something. And this is something I've always agreed with and and argued against Steelers fans about it all the time. And that is you don't change just for the sake of changing. That's not Coach Tomlin. That's not the Steelers organization. You know, so many people like, uh, they they just need a change at, you know, defensive coordinator. They just need a change at play call. They just need a change at head coach. 
you don't change just for the sake of changing because, you know, they need new ideas. I always go back to my, I, I think I put this in a comment of an article. Um, Barney Stinson learned it the hard way where he always said new is always better. New is not always better. They made him drink grape scotch instead of 45-year Glenn McKenna. <laughs> because new is not always bet better. That's how I met your mother reference. In case you uh, yeah, I do that. So so new isn't always better. So some people just want them to shake everything up or do new. They're going to have to. It has to happen. But changing just for the sake of change doesn't work. Do you agree? Change just for the sake of change is not the Pittsburgh Steelers. No. That's, yeah. We we have had three head coaches since 1969. Yeah. Um, because we we don't say we're going to, well, we need a change, so we're just going to change the head coach. That, you know, that, that's what, you know, that's the Browns philosophy. And, you know, yeah. Joe Thomas can tell you how far, you know, that got them while he played there. Yeah. But in the playoffs, all his success, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. it, 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 that doesn't mean that the Steelers aren't going to have some change. It will be very, cal- yeah, change. It would be a very calculated change. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Are, are you expecting? To, what are you expecting to see change-wise? I expect there to be some change. I'm not sure exactly what it's yeah. going to be. I expect there to be one huge change. And what's that change? Go ahead. Any the idea? Back position. Okay. We all know it. That's the biggest thing that's going to change with this team is offseason. That's a huge change. Like Coach Tomlin talked about it. Um, let's see if I can bring up the quote here. Um, he talked about, you know, the quarterback acquisition. He had all three options on the table, whether on the team, free agent draft. We'll actually talk about this um, at the end. But one thing that he said about that is he's excited about the challenge of finding the next quarterback. Every season that Mike Tomlin has been the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he knew going into the next season that Ben Roethlisberger was his quarterback. And now he knows he's not. Yeah. That's different. That's a big change. That is a that is that is something that we haven't don't, seen don't as Pittsburgh Steelers Tomlin fans. To, don't let Mike Tom totally fool you with his Tomlinisms, though. Yeah, he's that concerns him. Yeah. Now he's not going not not to the point where he's going to you know where he's mm-hmm. off trembling in the corner because he has no clue what he's going to do with quarterback. Mm-hmm. But that is a concern. Where are the Steelers going to go quarterback wise? Okay, guess how much we know where they're going quarterback-wise right now? Well, we know technically they have one under contract and one that is a restricted free agent that they could choose to keep. Correct. That's, that's, that's about all we know. know. We that's know very we know little. Sure. We know very little. Josh Dobbs is a, is, a, is a free agent, but I have a feeling he's going to be, you know, possibly kept around depending on depending on how far into the quarterback well the Steelers dip. Are they going to go multiple places to have various competitions? Are they even going to choose to offer a tender to Haskins? I don't know that I'd spend that kind of money on him. This, or I would see if he wants to just sign again and not have to do the restricted free agent tender. Um, there's got a lot of questions there. But 
Let's you know, hit the main and, thing. And we, okay, we right. can all sit here and speculate about all oh, the Steelers. They, they could go quarterback in the draft. They could, but guess what? They're not going to if they end up signing a free agent somewhere. Yeah. Like, one we don't know I what's am, going on. I, one thing I'm not in favor of is trading. I am not in favor of trading for a quarterback because I agree. For, for, for two reasons. Here's why. One, if they're good enough to trade for, you are going to have to give up a ton to yep. get them. Two, if you don't have to give up that much, are they really worth it? Correct. That's my thought on trading for a quarterback. If you want to sign someone to, to big money, I get it. So some people want to talk about Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Both of those would have to be trades. And I don't see the Steelers giving up the multiple first round picks that it would take to get either one of those. Correct. You know, I'm not saying it's not, it's, it's bad to dream. I don't like giving up because you've got too much. You need to build more than other than quarterback to give up that much. Now, if you have someone that's a free agent out there that you could go sign that, you know, if one of those guys was a free agent, I'd be like, dude, I'm all for that. But I don't like having to pay them the money and giving up the capital to get them. That's the problem right now. Yep. So, um, so, so yeah, are you ready? I was going to bring up the super chat, but that's something we wanted part of one of the biggest things we wanted to talk about. Well, then bring it up. We're ready to we'll start. I didn't want to cut you off from the quarterback talk. No, we we'll no, can no. hit that at the very end. Okay. I, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to dip into the quarterback stuff. We're going to be able to dip yeah. into the quarterback stuff yeah. over the next yeah. two months. So let's so. talk about some things that were brought up today. And we'll start it with Steel Dog 88's $5 a tip job. Yeah. Tip. Jar, thank you very much, Steel Dog. We appreciate that. He says, if Steelers don't renew Keith Butler, what about going outside and trying for Vic, Van Vic Fangio at defensive coordinator? I don't think the Steel – If the well, let's let's back that up a little bit. We're going to answer your question, but we got to set it up a little bit. Yes. Because Coach Tomlin said this today in his press conference. What he said was he had – conversation with coach butts you know that's keith butler that's the column earlier on about this being his last season with pittsburgh they so this sounds like last offseason he didn't say exactly when he had this conversation but there's been talk for a while that this could be his last season his contract is up that's kind of what the steelers do i'm not saying they should move on from keith butler but I completely understand if Keith Butler is ready for something different, whether he wants to take a break, whether he wants somewhere fresh. I can see that. Oh, I'm sorry. What was the – I can't come up with it. What was the um, the, the really cheesy um, line that Gwyneth Paltrow came up with when they when, when, when they split? Some kind of uncoupling. Oh, <laughs> it was kind yeah. of something uncoupling. You know, I can see that with, with Keith. A lot of people are like, somebody has to go. I hate that. I hate that line. They have to go. They have to go. No, they don't have to go. You might feel like you want them to go, but they don't have to. The Steelers decide if they have to, and I have a feeling any of these decisions are going to be tough decisions for them. So they don't feel like they have to do anything. So um, what was it? Conscious the uncoupling. Thank you. Um, I've, I've, rem uh, yeah. I've, I've remembered in Horace DeWormer. Yeah, okay. Um, 
yeah, that that's what it was. That it was the the conscious uncoupling. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting people from Facebook saying it too. Yeah, yep. um, that that could be kind of a parting of the ways. Do you see the Steelers promoting defensive coordinator from within? They could. First one of all, name, first, first, one name. Yeah, it would be the only person they consider is Terrell Austin. Yeah, Terrell Austin. If that's what they wanted to do. Okay, here's the here's the thing. I think it's funny that it came up today about Butler and the talk of retirement. Mm-hmm. You, you, the the first thing that went through my mind when that happened was, is is Keith Butler about to get Bruce Arians? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Bruce Arians retired. <laughs> we see how well he's done in retirement for a week and a half. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you though there it's coming up in the live chat here and there, you know the initial from Steel Dog eighty eight was you know what do we think about Vic Fangio? Vic Fangio is fantastic defensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah, so it's Brian Flores. Yeah, Brian Brian Flores is who I would ultimately. That's really, who I really, would pick. Really, that, that would be really my first like? pick too. But that honestly, in my opinion, how, how has another team not hired him yet? There you how go. How has he not been the choice? Exactly. I, um, I can't believe he hasn't been hired because. You know, I like as soon as everyone said, you know, when the when the the, the coach from Houston was fired, how how um, Coach Tomlin was the you know now the, the the last remaining black head coach in the NFL. I'm like, yeah, that's going to last about a week, and if it lasts more than a week, then shame on anyone for not hiring Brian yeah. Forrest faster. Because there's no way he should have lost that job. No, he should not have lost. The if job he's not hired team. yet, it's because he hasn't decided which team he wants. Because any of those teams would be foolish to not hire him. Sorry. And yeah. rant. <laughs> and, and rant. Yeah. But you know, there there are some guys from the outside you can you could go and get. Now the the question is is how often do the Steelers do that? we they do it here and there, but not very often. But don't they don't they have a tendency to somehow get former head coaches to fill coordinator jobs? Yeah, they have. That Dick LeBeau. Yeah. Todd Haley. That's you true. know, those yeah. kinds of hires. I could see that as a hire if it's not Terrell Austin. But at the same time, like Minka Fitzpatrick said today, he's kind of worried that they're good. He says he doesn't want to talk up Coach Austin too much because he's afraid other teams are going to try to take him. Yeah. So I don't know if Terrell Austin's the guy. I don't know if that's the guy because you're going to – I I don't know. I, I kind of want to see how it all plays out with Butler first. Jeffrey Benedict did a great job last week outlining it, how nobody schemes up pressure on the quarterback, even without blitzing, like Keith Butler. Yeah. Like, was Keith Butler good because he had T.J. Watt? Guess what? Keith Butler was getting a lot of sacks before he had T.J. Watt. So is T.J. Watt also a product of Keith Butler? It's one of those uh, – to me, it's a chicken and egg thing. It's not a matter who comes first. It doesn't. They're both, they're both good at what they do, and that right. helps each other look better. Um, could TJ Watt take a step back without Coach Butler? He could. Could he do just as good and get better? Yeah, because he's TJ freaking Watt. So we'll 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 cross that bridge when we get to it. But I could see a Nick. Uh, sorry, I said Nick. Vic Fangio of uh, somebody like that. Absolutely, I could see that. Yeah. So so could I. 
Um, hey, I want to bring up too because I'm seeing a little bit of banter and well, just talk back and forth in the live chat talking about you know, oh, we're here. Keith Butler's going to keep Butler's going to retire. Um, it's actually, not a deal yet. <laughs> no, it's not. But see, I heard it yesterday. Uh huh. Ninety-three-seven. The fan mm-hmm. was was reporting mm-hmm. it. Yes, was yeah. reporting that yesterday. Yeah. I almost do it in the Slack channel for you all, but yeah, well, I no, didn't. I had heard that as rumors, but you get ninety-three-seven. The fan sometimes they have stuff and it doesn't pan out. Exactly. They don't. That's they don't why I didn't do to, it they because don't have to get it right. No, they. Mm-hmm. Th- I, that's what I thought. It's like they're wanting to be first and not necessarily right, which is why I didn't put anything out there. So then, but then I thought it was then interesting when Tomlin said it, kind of talked about it in his press conference today. It's like, huh, backed up the story from yesterday a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it kind of did. Well, I wonder was, what's going on. Yeah. See, this is but see, this is the fun when you get to to the Steelers offseason that we get to sit here and and read the tea leaves and and speculate and all that and nobody <laughs> everybody thinks they've got it right and almost nobody gets it right. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you could be like a you know another Steelers reporter who you know just casually says something behind a paywall about oh well. There's a there's a belief that this could be a possibility. And then when a national report comes out about it is likely to happen, well, I broke that story forever ago. I'm like, well, first of all, it's hidden behind a paywall. Second of all, no, you said possibly maybe it might, you know. Come on. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but then you really wanted credit like you broke something before. If you really would have broke something before, you would have you would have been the only person saying it, you know. Um, kind of one of those things, you know. But anyway, I digress. But yeah, the fact that Coach Tomlin brought it up at all, if I had to pick right now, do you think he's back next year? No. No, because if he would have been, I don't think Coach Tomlin would have would have brought it up at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I got to hit this super chat before I lose it. Another $5 yeah. from Big Rush. He says, the Steelers need, need to step into the new age. The teams who are winning games are aggressive and free agent and trading. Go after a creative de- defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator. Get aggressive. I disagree I, I, with the first part. Yeah. Okay. Winning um, the, the 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 winning teams are are out there and aggressive in free agency. No. The number one team in the NFC is probably one of the teams that is less active in free agency than even the Steelers. Yeah. You mean the number one seed, right? That's, yeah. The number yeah. one seed. Sorry. Yes. So. So, because you could argue the Green Bay Packers. The only thing about that, the only thing that could make that true, you go, well, look at Tampa. Tampa Bay, that's all about Tom Brady and his disciples, you know, those who followed him there to try to ride on his coattails. That's the only thing that was. If you can go out and, and, you know, and how often does that happen? Yeah, the same thing kind of happened with Peyton Manning, but not as many people followed him to Denver. But don't tell me people didn't go there because it was him. You can talk about something like that. Now, but uh, but how many times are teams that go out and are huge spenders in free agency, does it pay off? I still don't see championships in Cleveland. I still don't see championships in Washington since they've started doing that. You know, I still don't see championships in Dallas. That hasn't really been the case. 
that hasn't really been the case. And sometimes you can you, you can you can get some flashes in the pan with that, but but not always. So I but honestly, when you want to talk about your, your being team creative and aggressive as a philosophy of your coordinators, I a hundred percent agree with that. Actually, the teams that I in my opinion, the teams I see turn the most around in free agency by doing more in free agency, believe it or not, tend to be <laughs> Fixing their offensive and defensive lines in free agency—that's yeah. where the that—that's where it's to be made in free agency. That's where yeah. you can. That's where you can go. So, oh, big rush! I see what you put there. It said it's not about breaking the bank, you but we know, need to go after some. This is exactly right. Yes, yes. that is one hundred. This is kind of right. more what he meant. This is not yes. about breaking the bank, but we need to go after some some um um some of the needs. Some in of free our agency. needs in free agency and 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 big rush. If you're thinking, hey. Maybe we could do a little work on that offensive line and maybe that defensive line Absolutely. in free agency. Then I agree because actually that's where I feel you get your best bang for your buck. Yes. And last year, the Steelers still managed to get a little bit in free agency, you know, and they still managed a little bit of a trade. I mean, they, they did the Joe Schobert trade. Um, I don't know if Schobert's going to pan out. He's, they could save over $7 million if they let him go. I think if anything, they redo his deal. Um, if they keep him around, I don't see how they can keep him around with the deal he has right now. Um, you know, and then the, then the Witherspoon trade, which we all thought was ter- terrible until everyone thought it was amazing. Um, you know, you sign a guy like even like a Joe Hag and a miles Killebrew and pl- players like that. Look how far the Steelers were over the cap when, when the off season started. Yeah. They aren't this year. Now, granted, they don't have enough players to fill out their roster. And yeah, it's going to get used up quick, but it's not that you can't, it's not like you're having to cut cut something to do anything. That, that this is where they need to do it. The thing that gives me the most hope right now, and we haven't even got into the offensive coordinator, and I don't know that we will, because that's a whole different story. We might save that for another yeah. time. Uh, I think we should. What gives me the most hope is that you look at a team like the Kansas City Chiefs and you look at a team like the Cleveland, the Cleveland, not Cleveland, the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals, yes. Both teams were still in the playoffs. They took a terrible offensive line and completely rebuilt it in one year. Yes. Now, granted, the Chiefs drafted two players that a lot of us, including me, behind the steel curtain, really wanted in Creed Humphrey and, and Hill. Uh, liked both those guys. But they also they also made the trade for Brown. They also signed, you know, the Bengals did this. I mean, and the Bengals didn't even use their first round pick on alignment. We thought they were foolish. Oh my goodness, you're gonna get Joe Burrow killed again. But they did the other things they needed to do, and they built that lineup where I mean, honestly, if you look at results, I think their offensive line might I, you could say all the pro bowlers and stuff on Cleveland. The Steelers, the Steelers weren't getting nine sacks in a game against the Bengals, were they? No, the, you know? the, Bengals, the Bengals line was rebuilt, and, and it wasn't made perfect. It wasn't yeah. made to that, I don't know, it, mm-hmm. you could say that superstardom that supposedly we had in the Browns offensive line or going on, but it was, they rebuilt it solid, and solid enough that their, that their air quotes, franchise quarterback was able to... Mm-hmm work and move the offense forward with that line. Yeah. So 
Yeah. So the thing is, I think what's going to frustrate me is if you come around and the Steelers don't don't sign the fruit, they don't keep any some of their players because we're going to talk about that in the future. We're going to talk about who they should retain and who they shouldn't. That'll be for for another time. I'm sure we'll be talking about it on a lot of our podcasts, but this oh, is yeah. more the brother discussion. That those are those are things to discuss. Um, you know, spend the money to to, to, to keep the players that are going to help you. Because I mean, last year, look, they just couldn't. You know, and if the DeCastro thing hadn't met, you're like, but wow, they even rolled over. They look like they can roll over more than seven million in the, in the next year. Well, they used void years which allowed some of that money to be rolled over. And two, that whole DeCastro thing screwed everything up. If they'd have known about DeCastro, do you think they might have been able to try to sign Mike Hilton? If they would have known about DeCastro, do you think they might have been going after a different offensive lineman? You know, all these opportunities they didn't have because they didn't know about the situation until freaking June. So to me, that was that was the first, you know, shot to the groin. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was the first groin. Of the uh, Steelers, yeah. Oh, I say after this year, don't say groin injury. You know what I mean? That was, you know, if, if that 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 messed up so much stuff. But now I don't think the Steelers are going to have as hard a decisions when it comes to that this year. Of oh wow, we have so little, we've got to try to squeeze out all we can with what we have. You don't have to squeeze quite as hard. It's not like you yep. can go spend money on anything. We don't squeeze as hard. So. I'm going to be disappointed if they don't really go out and do anything significant with the offensive line and free agency and then turn around and take an outside linebacker in the first round. Yeah. You know, something or a wide receiver. Not that they don't need a wide receiver, you know, because we'll see how that all plays out too. What they do is prioritize it. (laughs) What they do in free agency added to what they do in the draft needs, you know, in my eyes has to equal – the, well, it does equal their vision. Okay. Yeah. So I'm with you. If they don't take care of some of the offensive line needs in free agency and then they turn around and wait and do it late in the draft, then what I'm saying is I'm afraid we're right back right where we were with the offensive line again. Yeah. Yeah. But we will see. You've got, you know, and some people are like, oh, the quarterback, the future, quarterback, the future. I'm all right. I don't think that the Steelers need to have a Hall of Fame quarterback in 2022. Would it be great if they did? Absolutely. But more important, they got to have the guys to protect them. I know we're running out of time here. Get, and if you've got to get Mason Rudolph back there doing what he's, you know, doing just what Mason Rudolph does for a year, because everything that you have, you invested in finally getting the guys up there to protect whoever you're going to have. I am okay with that. And some people probably think I'm crazy. I don't want to see that. I'd rather see that than have a, a, a high draft pick or a big profile free agent come in and be getting killed and having to throw the ball in 2.2 seconds because they don't have a line where they can do anything else. That's just my thoughts. Yeah. Um, so I had an interesting little discussion with our father tonight. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh, we, did, he want us to tra- we- did he want us to trade TJ Watt again? No, he did not. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Yeah, he's he, he's eating crow on that one. It's like, um, no, but he was, oh, what was he? Oh, I'm trying. He said something out there tonight, but it was not related to what I was getting ready to tell you. So I'll try to remember and, and bring it up another time. But the one thing that came up and I brought up 
that I hope Steeler fans and 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 people understand. Okay, go back and you know look at the National Football League every year from you know say from two thousand to now, and look at who the starting quarterbacks were throughout the league in each of those years, mm-hmm. and what you will be able to see is a large drop off from number six on. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are t- typically no more than five to six top tier quarterbacks in the league every year. Mm-hmm. We have been very lucky that in the last 18 years, you know, we've spent many of those years with one of them. Yeah. And his first Super Bowl, he was not one of them. Correct. Yeah. And this year he was not one of them. Yeah. And things like that. So what, uh, you know, it would be great if we could go right from one of them, you know, or one, someone who had been one of them and Ben to the next person who's going to be one of them. The chances of that are small, mm-hmm. whether we do it throughout, you know, through free agency or the draft or wherever. Okay. Probably not. So the question is, is, who do we get this as, as good as we can? Because you know what? The Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer playing quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Based who do on, we get on, on a good defense and a solid running game? Yeah. So so it's like, you know, we don't have to necessarily have the next young Ben Roethlisberger. I'd love to but I don't necessarily need to have that. We need to have who can fit in and do enough to go with the rest of our team so that we can be successful. Yeah. Yeah. And believe it or not, you know what my dad said when I, exactly. you know what our dad said, you know what dad said when I said, Uh-oh. you know, there's really only ever about six top tier quarterbacks in the league in a year. You know, he, he, he sat and he thought about the first second. He's like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And even so, even though you have one, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win at all. That's I mean, right. Aaron Rodgers right. is probably going to get the league MVP, and he's won one Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, that it's just how it goes. We are running over for what we're going to be doing here in this offseason, but we have to finish the way we always do. We have to finish with a question. I ask you the question that we bring up everyone's answers. And you're like, oh, shoot, we still need time to do that, don't you? But I, I will say one thing, um, sure. something that Jeff Hartman shared uh, earlier tonight was apparently on Instagram, Tyson Alawalu is talking yep. about being back. Right. He is under contract with the Steelers for next year. They would have to cut him. Um, otherwise, I don't think he costs that that much. And he says that he's, you know, even at 35, he's ready to come back and play after not having all those games on him. I'm I'm good with that. Get him in there. Get him to camp like that. Uh, that'll help some. Uh, hopefully, there's not much of a fall off after you know. Usually, when you hear ankle injury, defensive lineman, but that much time, you know, almost a year before he has to come back. Hopefully, it should be all yep. right. So here's the question. Remember the rules. You can't give me your answer until I put the question in the live chat because Rich has to answer it first, and then I'll bring them all up. Here's the question. Okay. This is just for fun because we talked about quarterback earlier. I'm going to give you three options. Yep. Um, the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers in week in week one of 2022. I'm not asking for a name. 
I'm asking for it to be one of three places. Is it on the roster now, a free agent, or draft? Okay. The starting quarterback. That's going to be the question. I'm going to bring it up in the live chat. You can go ahead and bring your answer. Not long-winded answers. I'm probably going to skip over. I want I want one of those three. I just want one of the words. Yep. Roster, free agent, or draft. Rich, your answer. And guess what? Sorry, if you bring it up, not only that, nope. you get put in a timeout. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, oh, go, timeout. 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 You're getting timeout because you're not following the rules. That's right. That means you can't even comment for five minutes. Oh, these, these are these – are, Timeout. Wow. Everybody – man, we must have a lot of people man. that aren't used to our show. Man. It's, and I, it's not like I didn't even work. They're, they're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. My good – Rich. Good go. Lord. See, my goodness. Facebook people. Facebook folks. Guess what? I, I don't want to have to block you because then you'll never comment again. But I come know. on. Stop answering the question because I'm not going to bring you up your answer later. No. So here you go. Oh, my goodness. And they're still popping up there. And it's all. Like and it's saying, almost all Facebook. Goodness. You know what? Almost all. Facebook. We're just going to have to basically say when we go through these in a minute, you're not bringing up any Facebook. Um, yeah, has, you ruined it for all the yep, people watching on Facebook, on Facebook right now. Everybody's been ruined. You get, you so. get ruined because you can't. Guys can't follow follow yep, directions. Can't follow directions. So, so um, Rich, to me, is it, and notice I didn't put trade. Should I throw a trade in there as a fourth option? No, no, because I think, I think we, you and I have pretty much ruled out. I don't think the Steelers are going to trade for a quarterback. Yeah. Um. People are going to laugh at this one a little bit, probably mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Because this is probably what a lot of people think are is might be most unlikely. But I am going to go with free agent. Free agent. Yes, That's I an am. Interesting one. Interesting one. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go roster. Okay. I want to go roster. I mean, I would love free agent, but that I don't, was I my that was my second. That was actually my second choice. Yeah. My goodness, I'm putting so many people in timeout now. It's I know, funny. it's crazy. Yeah. And now the question's out there. Facebook users, I'm sorry, none of your none of your responses are going to come up. So here we go. They sorry. waited. Oh, people are all ready to go. Um, Sean Manahan says roster. Okay. Wow, they came up crazy. Yeah, they came up. Michael O'Malley, roster. Um, Steel Dog 88, roster. George Teston, roster. BF Bud, on the roster now. Okay, Brian Brown, roster now. Brad Jewett, roster. Kobe Grant, roster. <laughs> I, I think I got a lot of people agreeing with me. Steelers Pittsburgh, roster. Okay. Uh, Ber um, Bernardo Vasquez, he's unfortunately on the roster. Okay. Um, the, do I bring up that one? This is a regular, and I didn't think he did it early. I don't think he did it early because he is a regular. I'm give it to you. Free agent, a very mobile one. I could see that. Um, I'm just saying Ivermectin. I'm just leaving it there. I'm not reading the rest. Uh, free agent. Well, unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers is not. Aaron Rodgers is not okay. a free agent. Uh, Moneybags says roster. Okay. Um, Steelers World says roster. Okay. Liberty. Where's that? Whoa. Liberty Library Com. I guess so. LibertyLibrary.com. Roster. Okay. Um, James. Oh, oh, wait, that was a Facebook one. Uh, mean Joe. Um, Nope, he didn't have an answer. I was getting ahead of myself. Well, yeah. Um, Turk Hollinger draft. says draft. There yep. you go. Okay. So, and now um, this wasn't an answer, but this was a reminder. Remember, Sean Manahan said Ben's rookie year, the week one starter was Maddox. Correct. Okay. So there you go. Um, 
<laughs> Michael Mellon said, said he had it freeloaded. Joey Jr., free agent. Okay. LibertyLibrary.com even throws in the $5 tip jar. So we're going to say it again. Make sure. Roster. Roster. Okay. So yep. you're so right there. I'm even counting Josh Dodds in the roster but because he was on IR. But it could be one of those three guys that finished the roster. Maybe some people are even still thinking Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Um, Havoc Pleasant said free agent. Okay. Um, Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Thanks okay. for taking my side. Yeah. Um, now some people are throwing out names, but that's not how it works. Okay. Nope. Um, M Marcus 39 on the roster. Okay. Mark Tobin says draft 2023. Ooh, but that's not for 2022 starter. Um, but I understand what you're saying. Um, uh, thanks, Mean Joe. Finally did say it. Draft. Okay. Got Mean so, Joe in there. Am I getting any more? Um, um, Tom, Tom Valera says free agent, a quarterback we didn't want. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Bibaboon says free agent. Okay. Um, Bernardo Velasquez says retired, bringing Andrew Luck out of retirement. <laughs> So yeah, some of those are some good answers. So, um, but this is going to be the rules. We're going to do this every week. We'll ask a question at the end. The rules are you're not allowed to answer until we say go, which means I put the question out there. Um, that was fun. Just putting people in timeout. Some of them were able to come back, but that's that's just that's just the rules. And we've said that for weeks now. Hey, if you do it, if you jump the gun, we'll do that. And unfortunately, the Facebook people, you kind of got it ruined by too many of you to start, and we couldn't keep track of all of you. Um, but that was fun. We'll do it better next time. Um, but remember, we're going nowhere. We keep saying this on all of our podcasts now that the season's over. That does not mean that the BTSC season is over. Technically, we're kicking off 2022 now. Yep. Because, yes, we're in January. We're halfway through. You know, We already watched the ball drop, all that other stuff. But the 2022 season is now where we're headed and we're going to be here. We're going to have this. You're going to have the same morning audio only shows. You're still going to have a, a, a very similar lineup of noon shows. They might just be shifted around to who was, who's what the names might be different. The YouTube slash Facebook live shows are going to almost all be the same. Uh, know your enemy. We'll go back to the curtain call. Cause there's no enemy to know. Um, and I think because, and there's no post game because there's no game to be post of. Um, so there will be a different show there um, in its place. There we go. Rich. kind of it kind of stinks to be moving on, but when you see the when you saw the struggles with this team, were you kind of excited that there's gonna be a better chance to change it other than three practices every week and hope it goes different? Yeah, we're, we're yeah, exactly. We're we're now at the point where it's like, okay. You know, we've known for a while what we have. Now it's a matter of not just, okay, can we change something in the game plan? Now it's a like, okay, what are we going to change as an organization moving forward to get ready for that 2022 season? Yeah. And you know what I say about the 2022 season? What do you say about that, big bro? Can't wait. <laughs>